Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I am one of the hosts of this program, Ann Baldwin. It's a pleasure to be here. And today we have a special co-host. Yes, it's Beth Connor, and I'm from The Connection. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer, and I'm filling in for Lisa DeMattis-Lapori. Lisa's a very busy lady, President and CEO of The Connection, but Beth is also the brains behind this operation on a weekly basis. She comes up with our great guests And uh, it's a pleasure to have you sitting in the hot seat today. We're going to have some fun because we do have some great guests. And speaking of which, we're going to bring her on now. And it's Deborah Sasitsky. And Deborah is with Makerspace. And I'm going to warn you right now because we did a little debrief before this interview started. Deborah is trouble. (laughs) (laughs) so she's the executive director of makerspace and uh, i gotta tell you deborah it's been a few years now and i think it was right when you started in downtown hartford so how long ago has it been well first of all thank you for that gallant and accurate introduction (laughs) um and makerspace ct started providing scholarship classes about two years ago So we've uh, opened our doors for members with our makerspace and our workshop downstairs uh, in the G. Fox building at 960 Main Street, April 13th. So workspace open maybe about two, three months. And we've been giving scholarship classes for a couple of years. That's fantastic. And I got to tell you, why don't you explain to our, our listeners, first of all, let's start with the basics. What is a makerspace? Sure. So Makerspace CT is an unusual makerspace uh, in that we are rather large, over 20,000 square feet with a lot of different shops and concerned about making an impact on workforce development, on helping people to increase their skill level in, across many traditional trades as well as newer technologies in 3D printing, Raspberry Pi, virtual reality, augmented reality. We're here for that person in their mind that have always had an idea about an innovation that they wanted to create but not certain how to do it or how to go about it. We're here for artists. We're here for people that have retired and want to learn new skills. We're here for people that understand that Industry 4.0, 3D printing, are going to be a critical part of our lives moving forward. Um, As I went to school with an electronic typewriter and insisted on never learning how to type, Uh I do look at it now and say, joke's on me. I can't even order household goods without a QWERTY typewriter, you know, without a keyboard anymore. As we are looking at the... 
fourth industrial revolution with 3D printing, when we said, oh, no, we're not going to have PCs in our home, we're not going to have printers in our home, and yet we have all that, and we know software, and we know Excel, and we know how to do those things. Similarly, at this juncture, we're not going to have 3D printers. That's not for me. That's not going to bother me. Someday, your salad tongs will break. You will know how to use computer-aided design software, CAD Mm -hmm. software, Mm -hmm. design something that works a little better, and print them out on your 3D printer without even leaving your home. Amazing. So we're here for all those people that want to understand and remain technologically relevant. Very cool. And how do you learn when you go? You can come to Makerspace and take classes. Mm -hmm. So we have a listing on our website of many classes. There are classes that are teaching welding. There are classes that are teaching wood shop, making cutting boards. There are classes that are teaching computer-aided design. Um, 3D printing, so people can come and take a class without being a member. Um, If they take a class, they become interested, they can certainly become a member. Our business model is much like a gym, so you can join for a period of time with access to one shop or multiple shops. Um, And then you can perfect your skill or learn more. That's awesome. And so talk about memberships, and do you need to be a member to to stop by, or how does that work? Sure. So you can certainly stop by and check out the Makerspace. We have an open um, evening on Tuesday nights. We also have an electronics meetup. We have a bunch of different things going on. So you can come by on a Tuesday night and visit all the shops and see what's going on. Additionally, you can set up a tour so you can come in and view the Makerspace at any time and we can let you know what's going on. Um, In terms of memberships at that point, you can choose to purchase a membership um, or take classes. You know, and if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Deborah Sasitsky, and uh, she's the executive director of uh, Makerspace CT. And Deborah, you know, you've got a big one. You talked about your square footage. You're the third largest makerspace in New England. And I, I thought it was interesting when we were reading about you that you, you came up with this idea, and this all started, as many great ideas do, uh, at your dining room table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So just to go back and talk about the maker movement for a minute, the maker movement became prevalent about 10 years ago, approximately 10 years ago. And really, it's a, it's, it's a back to doing it yourself movement, if you will. Um, for years, we all grew up, people always worked on their own cars, people fixed things. At one point, Sears even sent out a kit to build your own house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I remember that. One point, you know, people were building their craftsman homes. Now we have Amazon kits coming out. But nonetheless, um, because over the years so many people have been directed um, into IT and software and away from traditional hardware trends that I think we've lost a lot of skills. Mm -hmm. So the do-it-yourself or the maker movement or getting back to doing those types of things sprung out of a generation that really didn't know how to do things anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And people were really interested in being able to craft and make things. And they understand about these new types of things. If you go into Stanley Manufactory 4.0, you can see robots that are bringing materials to people on the manufacturing floor using GPS and other newer technologies. Um, You can see the way materials, tools, bits are distributed to people using an automated system that automatically delivers the tool, takes inventory, and reorders consumables instantly. Wow. So there's a weaving of newer and older technologies together that make 
that that power America, and people can come in off the street without engineering degrees, without college degrees, come here and learn. What are those technologies? How do you make things work? How do things get manufactured? So this is a place, it's a blue sky opportunity for people to skill up for better jobs. It's an opportunity to create their dream. It's an opportunity to understand a little bit better about how America works. And you mentioned that on Tuesday nights at 5.30 until 9 o'clock at the G Fox building, people can come by, they can ask questions, they can see what's available because I know I'm interested. I'm going to come by on a Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, I'm excited. Because, really, because I'd love to learn to do some of this stuff. You know, I'm fortunate that my parents always, you know, made me, I couldn't get my license until I learned how to change a tire. I, I just had a plumbing issue at my house that I was able to fix. I know how to fix my water heater. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so appreciative, you know, that I know that I stuff. But I want to learn more. And we need to keep up with the times. And that's exactly what we're talking about here, you know, with Makerspace CT is that I love what you said, skill up. Mm-hmm. Skill up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's everybody's open to learning and why not develop another skill set? You know, whether you're you're reemploying or maybe you're just out of the military, maybe you're just out of high school and you don't know if you want to go to mm-hmm. college. I mean, there's so much demand out there for these kinds of trades that it's amazing. What is your website, please, Deborah? Sure. Um, it's www.makerspacect.com. And just to follow up on what you said, one of the things that's wonderful about this space is because we have a lot of windows and a big open space, so people can come here and sample a lot of different technologies and get that exposure to understanding. Am I really psyched about plastic injection? Do I really want to know about vacuum forming? Am I interested in welding? Would I love to learn how to blacksmith? What about wood technology, Um, you know, and, and sewing? And as I said, 3D printing, Raspberry Pi. So we have a vast amount of different experiences, technologies, and trades that people can expose themselves to and get a better understanding of whether that's something that appeals to them and how, without making a trade, a, a, a career change. How are you funded? And I, I know that you run and, and put on some events to provide scholarships because, let's face it, for a lot of folks, money's an issue. So talk a little bit about how, sure. how you're sustaining so, this. Absolutely. Um, We were um, lucky enough to find private foundations that helped us to develop the makerspace to this point. We also got involved with Innovation Places, part of Connecticut Next, Connecticut Innovations, that um, gave us for the last three years, and we were just awarded our third year, the opportunity to offer scholarships to Connecticut residents. So they can come and take classes and be a member of the makerspace. So there is a scholarship program. That's awesome. And I love that you're in the G Fox building. I love that old building. It's an and the, incredible building. The it's Art not Deco. so old anymore. I no. mean, it's just, they, there's, I've been to so many events there. It's just such a... It's, elegant. It, it's elegant, but yet it's retro, but yet it speaks to today. And... It's just and everyone has a G Fox story that you talk yes. to. It's amazing. Yep. It's like I mean, you know, everyone goes. I remember coming here with my parents. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Um, everyone has a G Fox story, so it's really a bit of our fabric and history in Hartford. Right. So let's talk about um, one of the fundraisers that you're going to be having on August 9th. And I thought this was a typo, but I guess it's not. It's called <laughs> Comedium. Yes. So this is under the category of why, because we can. So this has virtually nothing to do with makers or makerspaces, trades or technologies at all, but just pure fun. We are having Brandon Russ come, and he bills himself as a comedian. 
So he is a medium who makes contacts with entities that have passed um, in a very supportive, generous, and loving way. So it's it's a night out. It's a night of entertainment. We're offering uh, dinner and des- excuse me, coffee and dessert, um, and it's on August 9th. And how do people? Uh sign up for something like this? Again, you can just go to our website, makerspacect.com, or you can go to Eventbrite um, and sign up to get tickets on either. I think that sounds like a lot of fun, and he sounds like a funny guy. Well, if he reached into... He really is. And if he reached into my ancestors, I'm telling you, he'd have enough material for a few shows. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me on that one, but it does sound like a great event. So I know that you haven't been, you know, in business, if you will, that long, but can you share with us any um, success stories that have come out of your space so far? Yes, sure. Well, number one, I'd like to say that we're a success story that came out of the space. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. True. So it's pretty funny when we talk about innovative places and we're, when we are very closely aligned with Stanley Black & Decker, who were wonderful sponsors of our space, um, with a donation of tools and support, and they also have tech stars housed in their space. So there are right now in Hartford an inordinate amount of incubators and accelerators with Upward Hartford, with Nassau Re, um, with tech stars. So what's wonderful about this is that we are a part of all those incubators, and we can support all those incubators. But as we were coming up, so was the first class at Techstars. So when Innovative Places just had their first meet and mingle for the group of 22 award recipients for the grants this year, um, I reminded them that not only do we have people going through this space that have been able to get skills, get better jobs, um, find places to do things, create products, and I'll tell you a little bit more about those, but we're one of those success stories, too, of innovation places that they helped us to get there and bring this resource to the, to the community. That's fantastic. Um, we have one gentleman here who took absolutely all our classes in an effort to get some get a new job and was uh-huh. successful in so doing, uh-huh. um, which happened over the last probably three months. Um, additionally, we've got a few people that are making some really huge projects here. Um, one gentleman is building an ultralight huh? airplane. Wow. So you can keep track of his progress as we go along. Um, There are other people that are learning skills like SolidWorks and MasterCam so that they can do computer-aided designing. We've had a lot of teachers come in here, and this story kind of pulls at at the strings of your heart a bit. We all know that teachers are so desperately overworked and don't have a lot of resources for their classrooms. With our scholarship classes that we offered in 3D printing and Arduino, a lot of teachers came in to take these because they had purchased with their own money Arduino kits, which are microprocessors or 3D printers, and wanted to utilize them with their elementary school children, but had no way to learn how to use them themselves or what to do with those specific kits and what kind of projects. So they came in here, and and, and we made a few videos of those teachers speaking and addressing exactly what their challenges were and how they were able to bring those resources out to their classrooms after a few classes here and how their, their, their children just took that technology and those bits of information and just sailed with it. That's, that's I bet great. you've got some people there with some invention ideas too, right? Uh, fascinating. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about them, but, you know, keep your eyes open for some really neat coffee kiosks and things. <laughs> oh, really? 
Well, you know, every yeah. I have invention ideas, and then of course I'll I'll go to the as seen on TV aisle. I'm like, there's my invention. Somebody somebody stole it. No, I just didn't do it. Right. I, so, I often keep thinking of that Joy Manganero and her hangers yes. and her brooms. Yes, simple things. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it sounds like really this, you know, Makerspace CT is really for everyone. Because I feel sometimes there's an intimidation process about even walking through the door of a place like this because you don't know what to expect. Maybe you don't exactly know which area you want to go into. But just come and see. And I bet just from the visual of this thing, it's going to help you in your decision making, right? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I put big windows in each one of the shops. So you can even be, you know, someone that watches what's going on outside the windows. But I'll just have you say that um, I I took welding a few weeks ago, my first welding class in fabricating, and I'm headed on to wood shop. I I want a window seat. (laughs) That's awesome. And I think, (laughs) you know, people learn by doing. I know I'm one of those people. Uh, You know, I can read whatever, any kind of manual, but I have to do it in order to... Yeah, baptism by fire. Yeah, Mm. I've got to be that kind of person. And I bet most people are, or a lot of people are like that. Do you offer any uh, certifications or any kind of, you know, sort of... uh, So we're not a school at this point. So no, we're not offering diplomas or certifications. If someone comes here, if they want to work on their prototype, if they want to create something, we're here to help them. Mm -hmm. If somebody learns a skill and they really enjoy this and they want more, they're welcome to perfect their trade here, but we also will encourage them and refer them on to one of the schools, perhaps Goodwin, Capital Community College, University of Hartford are all our partners and many more. So we'll refer them to go get, uh, you know, if they're seeking a diploma or certificates. That's great. And what are some of your more popular programs? Are there any? Or are they certainly? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to say welding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that we offer MIG, TIG, and stick, and and uh, those classes are all full. Wood shop people have been making absolutely beautiful cutting boards in wood shop. Uh, SolidWorks is pretty full, so learning software, if you will. So uh, I, design have, software. I have to ask you. You mentioned Raspberry Pi, and and. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm really mm, curious. Getting hungry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know sure. it's not baking pies. Right. So Raspberry Pi is a multiple transaction microprocessor. Raspberry Pis were, I believe, created in England, and they're multiple transaction microprocessors, as I said, that can run on a Linux or Linux system, whereupon you can plug in monitors, USBs, so you can plug in a monitor, a mouse, a keyboard, and you can utilize it as a computer. So they were designed so that there was um, uh, access to computers for a broader base of people in the U.K. at a really moderate purchase price. So not only do they do that, but you can utilize Raspberry Pis to create products on the Internet of Things, IoT, which is predicted to be much larger than the Internet, and that is where you use sensors and monitors in a certain area to affect affect mechanical and physical changes in another area, much like your Nest thermostat. Um, so you can turn that on before you leave home, warm up the house, cool it down, or put a camera in your refrigerator, see what you need, what you're missing when you're at the store, or have one of those doorbells where you can monitor who's there, wow. who's ringing your doorbell and what they're doing. Those are all products of the Internet of Things. 
Deborah, um, Ann and I are sitting here in studio, and we're yeah. shaking our heads. We don't know. No, We've got to get over we there. Gotta, we do. I mean, our heads are spinning. <laughs> but, you know, this is the future. You know, it really, really is. And it's so great to have a place in downtown Hartford that really is focused on that and looking forward and not backwards. Although I do wish somebody would bring back home Mac. Because I've, I do believe there's too many kids that don't know or people that don't know how to sew on a button or make mac and cheese. That's frustrating for me. Yep, yep, you know. yep. It's all true. It was all removed. Certainly when my kids went through school, it mm-hmm. was no longer an option. Right. So we want to give the website again. It's MakerspaceCT. That's all one word, MakerspaceCT.com. And, Deborah, I don't know where you get your energy, but you sure have a lot of it. Thank you. And even that, you know, along with the programs, um, sounds like it would be a fun time over there. So Deborah Sasitsky, who is the executive director of Makerspace, we want to thank you for being on, sharing your enthusiasm, and all the great things that you're doing, and I think Beth and I are in. Yes. You know what? I'm going to be looking for you. I'm going to give you the personal tour, ladies. Woo! So I'm looking Can't forward wait. to seeing you, and, and maybe uh, maybe you guys would take the next blacksmithing class with me, and we can make some swords. Uh, that might be dangerous for me, but oh, we'll, okay, fine. yeah, I think maybe I'll start with welding, but we'll, we'll figure that out. Oh, when we okay. Get... <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Deborah. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Both Deborah. Of you appreciate it. Deborah was great. And Makerspace CT sounds great. I'd go down there and check it out. Yeah, me too. Although I still have one thing on my agenda item before I go to a Makerspace CT. And that is you still have to teach me how to knit. And I will. I know. We said that all last year. I mean, I know how to knit pearl, and that's it. But all I know how to make are, like, these long, skinny things, and it's getting a little redundant. I so. just finished that sweater that I was showing oh, you oh the pattern gosh. on. I should have brought it today. Oh, forgot. Man. I want to see it. But uh, you would love it, and it was very easy to do. You could do it. Okay. I got to try. Um, so, anyway, let's talk a little bit about the David Bordenero uh, Memorial Car Show that yeah. we had in Middletown. That was or it was actually over the bridge. In Portland. In Portland. And what a great turnout we had. It, it wasn't was. It was hotter than hot. But, um, <laughs> but boy, there were some great cars, some great people. And it looked like it just, it was, we were there. It was a great event. It was a great event. A lot of great energy for a great cause. And uh, we are just so thankful uh, to be a part of this event every year. Yeah. And, um, you know, folks were there very enthusiastic. And, and you know, they, she, she brings out the car every year. And... Uh, Linda's car. Linda's car Linda's yeah. brings the car out. And she brought it out for Fox 61. Yep. And the producer said people in the newsroom were even talking like, how did you get a car to be on the show? Because, you know, it's not every day that, that Linda takes that out. But she took it down off her lift and brought it to the TV studio. And then we got to see it again at the car show. And this so, is a car with the engine on the outside. Yeah. It was an exposed engine. And they were saying it's one of like five that were ever made and only one of three left that they know of. So Very rare. And there were a lot of just awesome things to see. Yeah, your favorites were the Corvettes. I love the little red Corvettes. Little red Corvettes. I had bad flashbacks of Corvettes, so I don't remember. But I was looking for a 57 Chevy, which I didn't see one, but there was a Chevy um, blue and white pickup truck. Yeah. That that was my... um, my pick for the best best in show and then they had some great entertainment they had lots of burgers and food there kids were having a great time so this is sponsored by the knights of columbus right they do at the church at saint mary church in portland and uh, father paul oh what a character he leads the the troops uh along with linda and uh jackie lagana and uh it, they just do a fabulous job putting this together every right. year. It's a lot of work. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize, but you do at the connection coming from the nonprofit world, is that it takes fundraising mm-hmm. and it takes people support besides, 
you know, the regular day-to-day operations to, to make programs run and to, to help people who maybe can't afford services and things. So that's why these things are really, really so important. And I want to make sure once again, before we close out this show, uh, Beth Connor, I want to thank you for um, filling the seat of Lisa DeMattis Lapore. Thank you. And uh, she'll be back um, sooner or later. We might as well say that. But the uh, Makerspace website, if you're interested, it sounds like a great, just for a hobby even, you know, to learn how to make some yeah. things and do some things. And, yep. you know, what everyone should know how to, to how to use a hammer and a nail and all those basics that some people just don't know. And then you call and you got to get something fixed and it costs you, well, there's a trip charge and then it's so much per hour and we go by the 15 minutes. Are you kidding me? I can fix the own my own float in my toilet. Yeah. You bet. So See, those I, are good skills to have. They are. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Sometimes it's just a little thing. So it's Makerspace CT. Dot com. That's their website. If you're interested, they are open uh, to the public on Tuesday nights from 530 to 9. And if nothing else, it's a flashback for those of us old enough to remember the G Fox building. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of parking down there, especially after hours and people have gone home for the night. So check it out because Beth and I are going to. We are. We are. All right. So another great show. And uh, we want to thank all of you for tuning in to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 